0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men, 15 minutes, (laughs) eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Good morning,
1: Andrew. Good morning, Edwin. Is it my turn to start today? I'm I'm (laughs) waiting. (laughs)
0: Today's the day. That's adorable. Why don't we read Psalm 39, and I have the New American Standard. Bible here I'm not sure which edition because they update this thing a lot. <laughs> that's the 95 edition Is I know, the the that's 95? okay very good. New American Standard 95. Psalm 39 for the choir director for Jedithan, a psalm of David I said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth as with a muzzle while the wicked are in my presence. I was mute and silent. I refrained even from good. And my sorrow grew worse. My heart was hot within me. While I was musing, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the extent of my days? Let me know how transient I am. Behold, you have made my days as handbreadths and my lifetime as nothing in your sight. Surely every man at his best is a mere breath. Surely every man walks about as a phantom Surely they make an uproar for nothing. He amasses riches and does not know who will gather them. And now, Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Make me not the reproach of the foolish. I have become mute. I do not open my mouth, because it is you who have done it. Remove your plague from me. Because of the opposition of your hand, I am perishing. With reproofs you chasten a man for iniquity. You consume as a moth what is precious to him. Surely every man is a mere breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Do not be silent at my tears, for I am a stranger with you, a sojourner like all my fathers. Turn your gaze away from me that I may smile again before I depart and am no more.
1: There's a word there toward the end that, I mean, I don't ever use it in common conversation. I'm not sure that that uh, w- many of us would even know what it means. So help me out. Sojourner. Sojourner. Sojourner would be an alien. Sojourner, like, like a little green man?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like somebody not from around here? <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess people passing through the land, they're not citizens of this nation. Uh, I guess I think of it in... You know, similar
1: to the idea of a pilgrim, maybe. So it's odd then for David to claim sojournership since he's the king of the people who actually dwell in this land.
0: You know, in verse 12, he says, For I am a stranger with you, a sojourner like all my fathers. You're right. You know, on the one hand, it is odd that the king would say, I'm just a passing through. But on the other hand, when he says, like all of my fathers, isn't this one of the great characteristics of the patriarchs, right? Yeah. Abraham okay, and point. Isaac and Jacob, that, that, that David calls back to these heroes of faith who actually didn't have the promised land. It was still a promise. David gets to be in this land now, but but he still identifies like these sojourners that – Like the patriarchs. Yeah. Like his his, his father, The wandering
1: Hebrews. Yes. Once there were three of them, I, went, I was told. I heard that. I heard there was a song <laughs> about that. The reason why that term really jumped out at me is because that, that statement about being a sojourner or being a guest or a visitor, like all my father's. The last couple of conversations we've looked ahead. We've looked to other books like, like James. Uh, like James, like Ecclesiastes. I mean, really, if, if if we attribute Ecclesiastes to Solomon, which I tend to do, I could be wrong about that, but I I tend to do that. It's almost like Psalm thirty-nine could be where Solomon got the seed for his book of Ecclesiastes. A lot of themes there. A lot of them James calls to mind several of the things from this psalm. But if we look back, if we look back in into David's life, first mm-hmm. chronicles chapter twenty nine. Mm. David offers a prayer and he's, he's, this is at the collection of the temple. This is when he is preparing the temple for Solomon. And in first Chronicles 29 verse 15, well, let me back up to verse 14, but who am I? And what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly for all things come from you and of your own, have we given you? For we are strangers before you and sojourners, as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are like a shadow, and there is no abiding. O Lord our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house for your holy name comes from your hand and is all your own. That sounds a whole
0: lot like what we're reading in Psalm 39. The the brevity of life to be a sojourner, but... The riches, the talk of, of
1: storing up the riches, and, and who are those for? And now, obviously, I can't place this psalm specifically where it is in David's life. Is David quoting the psalm that he wrote in this prayer later? Is David uh, Did he say this prayer and later write the psalm based on the, the whole situation? Is this kind of a common thing that he has thought and said? And so both of these things are just kind of the way David thought all the time. I don't, I don't know. But there's clearly some parallel here, and we do see the uh, the connection that you brought up. I mean, he even brings up the life as a shadow thing. Yeah. And this is connected to uh, all of this stuff that we have is not ours anyway. And okay. so when I'm trying to hoard it like it's mine, mm-hmm. that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And so here, he's not dealing with, as we saw in the New Testament, sharing with others, but it's it's the devotion to the Lord, building the temple, honoring and praising God. We're only able to do this because this is yours anyway. Because we're just sojourners. We're just sojourners. Yeah, we're not, we're he, not permanent residents he here. He keeps
0: identifying himself as a sojourner in a line of sojourners, right? So this, my ancestors are sojourners. So does God have some affinity for sojourners? Is there a lesson here
1: about sojourners? Well, that's a good question. Does he have an affinity for sojourners? I think about the fact that God actually gives lots of laws about sojourners in the land. Okay. He gives some some pretty there's some intense requirements. And and think about it. The sojourners in Israel's day. These were people I, I think I think we often miss what a sojourner is. We assume because they didn't become a Jew that we think of them kind of like people who just move around today. So, I mean, up until a few years ago, you lived in Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah. And I, I mean, I understand it was kind of life altering to move from Tennessee to Florida. But it wasn't like God changing. It wasn't, you know, your family didn't change. You were, you could I'm still, still with pick people the phone. that
0: speak the same language could, too, <laughs> but, you know, there are cultural differences. So when I moved from Indiana to Tennessee, I never knew I was a Yankee until I moved to Tennessee. <laughs> they taught me that there. <laughs> I right? could have told you that. And I so then 14 years in Tennessee and to go from there to Florida. And it's, you know, again, a different culture. But, as you say it, it's not exactly sojourning because I'm still a citizen of this country. Yeah.
1: And these, these sojourners, when they were moving out of their lands, coming into Israel, into Judah, there was a recognition, even if they were still seeing themselves as worshipers of their home God. They understood, at least from their standpoint, they were leaving the land of their God and coming into the land of another God. Yeah, this is where Yahweh is worshipped. And so for somebody to leave their homeland in the day that David was uh, saying this and to come into Israel, even if they wouldn't give themselves wholly over to Yahweh, there was a recognition of Yahweh's better. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd stay in that other land that I'd get taken care of better. In that other land, so God has some rules. I'm thinking about uh, Deuteronomy chapter 24. I think is one of the one of the good places where I see some of those rules. While you're turning there,
0: let me share a passage about the sojourners from Leviticus chapter 25. Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 23. I want to share it because uh, you know, as you mentioned, God is laying out in His law how the Israelites were to treat sojourners in their land. The scripture says the land shall not be sold permanently for the land is mine for you are strangers and sojourners with me In all the land of your possession. You shall grant redemption of the land. So Israel needed to understand that they were sojourners, that this was God's land. God was a providing a land. And as long as they were there on his land, they were sojourners of his land.
1: Oh, that even connects better to the First Chronicles passage than, than the Deuteronomy chapter that i want to go to here in a second, because it's the idea that the land is mine. That's what David was praying. We know yeah. that all this is yours. It's all yours. This land is yours. It's And so because of that, because of that... Worldview—that's what that is. That's a worldview. Mm. The Israelites were taking a look at this homeland, and they understood it's not my land. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. God's land, and so God lets me to borrow it, and you know I can use it to, you know, maybe make a little bit of money. I'm going to let you essentially rent it for the next however many years, but come Jubilee, it's coming back, right? Because this is God's land; it's not mine to and sell to you. It's not mine. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It Interesting. is. It is. Okay. I, I am in Deuteronomy 24. Okay, now. let's do that. Let me read this one Deuteronomy 24, verse 17. You shall not pervert the justice due to the sojourner or to the fatherless, or take a widow's garment in pledge. But you shall remember that you were a slave in Egypt, and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. Therefore I command you to do this. When you reap your harvest in your field, and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over them again. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless, and the widow." When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not strip it afterwards. It shall be for the sojourner, the fatherless and the widow. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore, I command you to do this. Wow. So first thing, that just makes me think of our what we've been talking about in James the past couple yeah, of days. me too. Because part of the pure and undefiled religion was visiting the orphan and widow mm-hmm. in their affliction. And here in the law, sojourner is tied together with the orphan and the widow. So that's fascinating. These are
0: people that don't have their own land, their own means to provide for themselves. And so in the harvest processes, they were making allowances for these people to come behind the workers and and sustain themselves by what was left in the trees and the vineyards.
1: So if I can make this point, the sojourner is not the same as the straight-up foreigner. Mm -hmm. We realize there's never a time when Israel is told, what you guys need to do is build up a lot of wealth so that you can then turn around and help the people who are hard up over in Assyria and Babylon and all those places. Remember who the sojourner is. The sojourner is somebody who's left another god's land and said, I'm going to come take refuge with Yahweh. Right? may not have given himself completely over to Yahweh, but there's that that move toward him. So that's an interesting point to make. Here's what Deuteronomy 24 does for me, though, as it talks about how here's how you're supposed to treat the sojourner it makes me think about what David's saying here in Psalm 39 when he says, for I am a sojourner with you. And I think there might be more to it than just, hey, I'm not here for very long, so please treat me nice. I think it may be calling to mind, do you remember how we're supposed to treat sojourners? We're supposed to take care of them. We're supposed to help them. I'm taking refuge under you, just like those mm-hmm. sojourners who come into this land. We, that's who we all are. Please treat me like that.
0: Oh, that's, that mm-hmm. is a beautiful thought, to appeal to Yahweh that way. Mm-hmm. And of course... It's because when we look at this passage in Leviticus, we look at this passage in Deuteronomy, we see that Israel is being instructed to treat these sojourners among them in the same fashion that God has been treating
1: Israel Mm -hmm. as sojourners. So it's like a circle. This provision, this protection. Yeah, it is a sojourner. We're supposed to treat them the way you're treating us. Now I'm asking you to treat us the Mm -hmm. same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is, I mean, uh, it's kind of like treat
0: other people. The way you want to be treated? I think I've heard that somewhere. I think so.
1: (laughs) Because life is short. (laughs) What are you learning from the Psalms, from James, from Deuteronomy, whatever it is that you're reading right now, we'd love to hear from you. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, you are magnificent and awesome. We are sojourners. I understand that we are not a part of that Israel nation. We don't live in that land but Lord, everything we have comes from you. And we pray that we will remember that, that we will use it in that way to bring glory and honor to your name. We are sojourners. May we treat others the way you treat us. And Father, will you please continue to treat us according to your nature, your goodness, your kindness. Bring us up short when we start moving into sin, correct us, grow us, prove us, refine us. And help us, Lord, to magnify your name above all things. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutes, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes.
0: Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne. I'm not a sojourner, but I did sleep in a holiday inn last night.